to the weekly podcast for City Chapel at Slaughter Creek, the world's okayest church, right here in Austin. Get to know us better at citychapelchurch.com. We're so glad that you joined us today and hope you enjoy the message. Um, now, Merry Christmas, everyone, everyone that's here. I'm glad that you joined us, taking some time aside from a busy holiday schedule to to celebrate Jesus, to worship Him. We're going to take communion here in a here in a few minutes, um, and then we're going to light some candles. We're going to sing one more song together. Um, but before we do, I just wanted to share some thoughts from Scripture from Luke chapter 2 that we just read, and I guess we'll be able to put it back up on the screen here in a minute. Um, but uh, if we could go, let's see, uh, for the guys in the back... Um, Go to verse 8. Uh, yeah, go to verse 8. We'll read from, from verse 8. Um, just by way of announcements, we will not be having church tomorrow uh, on Sunday. Uh, we're going to take that day off. And uh, then we're also going to take next Sunday off. So um, we will not have church next Sunday. It'll be New Year's Day. So this is the last last time you'll be in service uh, in 2022. We won't see you again until next year. Um, but we are going to start off next year with a bang. We will be jumping in uh, on January 8th, uh, starting our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so uh, I'm looking forward to that. And that we're going to be meeting for prayer um, different uh, at, in different homes during those weeks and so we'll be sending out notifications about that but um, yeah enjoy your family tomorrow enjoy uh, uh, yeah everything that God has given you stay warm stay safe uh, do what you can and um, we'll see you again here in a couple weeks be a couple of weeks but look at um, Luke chapter 2 verse 8 it says that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby guarding their flocks of sheep and in verse 9 that word right there says suddenly see that is that up there yeah 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 suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of God's glory surrounded them and and they were terrified that word just stuck out to me this week as I was reading this passage that suddenly it's interesting uh, a, a lot of times when I'm talking to people in the this season in December I'll say hey are you ready for Christmas and uh, usually the answer is no not yet and um, some of you still aren't ready uh, I still got to do some last-minute shopping I got one more thing to go figure out this afternoon um, and in fact here in 2022 we spend a lot of time preparing for Christmas there's a lot to get ready uh, you have to do a lot of shopping. You have to do some cleaning of the house. In fact, some people aren't here today because because they are preparing. Right? Like, like Christina right now is cooking in her kitchen. Just call her out. She's she's preparing. She told me she wasn't going to be able to show up today because she's she has to cook because family's coming over. There's a lot of preparation. I don't know if any of you guys went to HEB at all this week. It's crazy, man. There's like people are preparing. A lot of preparation goes into Christmas, but the first Christmas there was no preparation. So really what I want to do is I just want to encourage you that God 
God can show up even when you're not prepared. My prayer for you in 2023 is that you would experience a suddenly move of God that you maybe don't feel ready for, that you didn't work for and plan for and prepare and get yourself in the right space for, but God can just show up suddenly. I mean, can you imagine these guys, these guys out there in the field? They're a million miles away from Jerusalem. Not, not, not really, but, but if you're a shepherd, you might as well be a million miles away from the temple because you're never going to go in the temple because your job keeps you ceremonially unclean forever. So they're living out in the fields because in that season, this probably would have been June or July, not December. But anyway, they, 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 they're, they're, they're with their sheep out in the field so they don't have to bring them back in because all of the good grass has been eaten. So they have to go out and find gooder grass that's farther out. <coughs> it's gooder. And so it doesn't, doesn't make sense to bring them back into town and make all that travel. They just don't have enough time. So what they would usually do in those seasons is they would camp out in the fields with their sheep. All right, so they're not attending uh, uh, they're, they're not, they're not attending church on Sabbath, right? They're not, they're not going to the, to, they're certainly not, not going to the main temple. They're not, not even going to the local synagogues. They don't have access to that stuff. And yet God suddenly, and I, and, and I love how it says there that they, that, that, that the angel Lord appeared to them and the, the glory, uh, the glory, the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. One minute they're surrounded by stinky animals and sweaty men. <laughs> and the next minute they're surrounded by the radiance of God's glory. So my prayer for you is that no matter where you are, maybe you're in your kitchen preparing food, but that you would experience the sudden expression of God's glory, the atmosphere changing radiance of the glory of God. You say, well, 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 what is the glory of God? Okay, well, the glory of God is not Maverick City's worship. <laughs> it's not a song. The glory of God is not an emotion. The glory of God is not even, per se, a light. I know it's often seen as a light when you watch in the movies and the shepherd and there's this bright light. Well, the, this here doesn't say anything about a light. It says the radiance of the Lord's glory. So what is the Lord's glory? Well, in Exodus 33, Moses asked God, show me your glory, right? He said, show me your glory. And God said, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll stick you, I'll hide you in a cave and then I'll cover you with my hands and I'll pass in front of you. And as I, I will cause, he said, my goodness to pass in front of you. So the glory of God is kind of indescribable in terms of what it actually is in the next dimension. I don't know. But in this dimension, it seems that the glory of God is translated or expressed in the goodness of God. And when the goodness of God passed in front of Moses, remember he asked to see his glory and God said, I'll show you my goodness. I guess that's all humans can handle of his glory. Is this good? I don't know. We get, there, there's more to it, I'm sure. But what we get on this side of things, what I think the shepherds were surrounded by the radiance of is the goodness of God. Specifically, when, when God passed in front of Moses, a voice cried out as he passed and he declared the name of the Lord, right? Which means, which means when you see his glory, you get a deeper revelation of God. But two, he also declared the Lord, the Lord, uh, merciful, merciful, 
He said, I will be, I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So the glory of God is the goodness of God, the compassion of God and the mercy of God. That is, I think, what was surrounding these shepherds. And so my prayer for you in this Christmas season is that you would suddenly, even maybe when you're not in church, even maybe when you're not listening to worship music, but that you would suddenly be surrounded by the radiance of the goodness of God, the compassion of God, and the mercy of God. And when that happened to these shepherds, it said they were very afraid. Because when you're not ready for it, it can make you afraid because you haven't prepared. You haven't made yourself good enough yet to be surrounded by the goodness of God. You haven't behaved well enough yet for like two or three weeks to be worthy to stand in the mercy of God, right? So they were terrified specifically because it was a suddenly. If God would have given them a note and said, hey, I'm gonna show up next Tuesday like, 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 get ready. They, they, they probably wouldn't have been so afraid. They would have said, okay, I've had some time to prepare myself and get ready. But it was the fact that it was suddenly, and I, and, and, and I think God did this on purpose. He specifically didn't tell them because he wanted them to know that God's glory is not dependent on your preparation. It's not dependent on your good behavior. It's not dependent on our ability to get ready for him. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will show compassion on whom I will show compassion. And that bothers a lot of church folk. Because <laughs> they spent all this time making sure their Facebook page was right. <laughs> they spent all this time making sure that their, their behavior was right. And they stood up when they were supposed to stand up. And they sat down when they were supposed to sit down. They raised their hand when they are supposed to raise their hand. And they wore the kind of clothes that they're supposed to wear. Right? And they, and they didn't cuss and they didn't say the stuff they're not supposed to. And they did all of that. And yet, in spite of all of that, God said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will show compassion on whom I will show compassion. And we have particular people that we don't think deserve compassion, deserve mercy. So if I have any points to this talk, the first one is, I pray that God would suddenly show up in your life, even if you don't feel like you're ready for it. The second one is, I pray that God would open up your eyes that you will find him in places you did not expect him to be. Because, you know, earlier in the Gospel of Luke, an angel of the Lord appears to John's dad, who is a priest in the temple. That makes sense. You go into a temple, the temple of the Lord, and he shows up there. Okay, cool. Yet in this part of the story, we see God showing up in the field and so i would say don't always expect him to show up in the place he showed up in the previous chapter it's a new chapter and god may show up in different places and god may show up in different ways and as he shows up i pray that you would see him that you would realize that no matter how far away you feel from him that he is not far from you that he can suddenly show up and surround you with evidence of his goodness, his compassion, and his mercy, no matter how far away you are. This past uh, Sunday night, we had a Christmas bash at City Chapel right out front here. And big thanks to everybody that served and worked hard and 
painted faces, wherever Madison is. I don't know, she was painting. And uh, just served in so many ways. So many of us were out. And then some of us just, just hung out. And that was awesome too. Uh, Myron was DJing out there and rocking it out. Uh, so yeah, I got those lasers shooting and got people dancing. Totally Christian dances. Um, entirely Jesus approved dances. Um, <laughs> But one of the things that was really cool is that we got, we got to welcome in our community. Like people who don't go to this church came to that. They didn't even know we were a church. Like some of them just saw the, the Jumpy Castle stuff and they just pulled over, you know, and pulled in. And they're like, there's a church here? Well, I didn't even know that. And so, but we are, the, the people of God are the church. So the church isn't this building, although we did have this back door open, uh, which was cool because people were coming collecting uh, toy box, uh, boxes of toys from here. 25 families came and picked up toys. So anyway, that's awesome. And as they came in, they see the, you know, the, the, the church. Um, and and, and that's, that's cool that we wanted them to see it because I think it's decorated pretty well. It's pretty fun. And so they saw, you know, they, they see that we're a, we're a church. And, and one of the things that happened out there, there's a lot of conversations were happening, right? So I was talking to people. Roe was talking to people. Peter was talking to people. Jonathan was talking to people. Various ones of the church, we were connecting with people. And one of the frequent stories that we were hearing was it went something like this. Well, I grew up in the church. But I kind of got away from, got away from it. I've, 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 I, I, I used to be near the temple, right? But now I've kind of, I'm living in the field, kind of out, out here. I've, and it was a slow process, as it usually is. Nobody just jumps into the field. You, it's a journey away from God, away from church, away from commitment, away from holiness, away from living right it's a journey you don't just get in the field you don't get dropped off in the field all right so we heard that a lot and then they were saying but you know our my, i really want my kids i got a seven-year-old or a nine-year-old or whatever i really want my kids to get back in church and so you know i'm telling you like like god will just kind of pull you in any any kind of way that he can but the truth is the way we think about our journey sometimes messes us up. It's like we're, we're, it took us so far to get way out here, we have to slowly start working our way back. But it's almost like with the shepherds, that's not how God worked. Suddenly, the people who were way out there were surrounded by the evidence of the goodness of God, the mercy of God, and the compassion of God. In other words, no matter how far away you think you are, you are not, God's not far from you. You might be far from church, but God's not far from you. God can show up right where you're at and suddenly change the atmosphere. God did not show up in the home of the high priest. The angel did not show up with the religious people. And I, God's not against religion. He kind of established, founded it, came up with the idea of, hey, here's a way to connect with me. But even for those who feel unworthy, see, the, the shepherds were, it's not only in a place where you, where you wouldn't expect God to be, but he's showing up to people that you wouldn't expect him to show up to. Because shepherds were considered unclean ceremoniously, ceremonially. They were also just considered sort of sketchy. Like, um... Uh, some historians even say that 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 uh, shepherds in that time their their witness wasn't even permissible in court. 
Like if they saw a crime, you needed somebody, some other witness. You couldn't just get a couple shepherds and be like, yep, yep, we saw that guy kill that guy. Well, that doesn't work because they're shepherds. <laughs> They'll say anything, right? And that's kind of the idea. These guys are sketchy. And so not only is God showing up where you don't expect him, but he's showing up to people that you don't expect him to show up to. He's revealing himself to people that, well, you, you probably don't think are worthy. And so that's my third point, I guess, is be ready. Three, yeah. <laughs> Gotta hold the mic and do three. Is be ready for God to show up to people that you thought were disqualified. And if that's you, hey, good news. God can show up to you even when you feel disqualified. But I think many of us, you know, it's like we're doing enough good things, we feel fairly qualified, but you were quick to, re- to decide who he won't show up to around us. And we believe that these people took this long journey and it's going to be this long journey back. But I believe that suddenly God can find the prodigal can come home. Suddenly. Man, cancer can go in remission suddenly. I think sickness, cedar fever can be dealt with suddenly. Come on, somebody. No, really. It, it doesn't like we get so locked into process sometimes. It's because of our lack of faith. We trust more in human processes than we do in the power of God to suddenly show up. I'm not saying you can command him. (laughs) You can't tell him what to do. But you cannot put him in a box of what he cannot do. And as long as I'm reading this story the way I'm reading it, I mean, anything can happen. (laughs) If God, if, 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 if angels can show up to shepherds in the middle of a field, anything can happen. And actually, if God can become man, anything can happen. He can show up in any way and he can surprise. And I pray that he does that for you. But then I want to look at just the last bit of the song that the the angels were singing. This is the other thing, man. These guys thought they were alone in the field and they didn't even realize that they were in the middle of a worship service. And God allowed them to see unto the next dimension to see what was actually happening. And so as as God opened up their eyes, it says, suddenly, (laughs) the sky was filled. Now, they didn't all just get there, right? The sky was filled with angels. And and, and this is what the, the, yeah. So the, the armies of heaven is what they're called, or the host of heaven, I think, in King James. Praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. And peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. I think this is beautiful because God, one, reveals his goodness, his compassion, and his mercy to these guys. And then he reveals what's happening in the heavenly realm. At the beginning of Luke chapter 2, there's some names listed there. When the Roman governor this, and this guy was in charge of that, and that guy was in charge of that. And that's all good and well. But the angels aren't singing about Quirinius. The angels aren't singing about Rome. The the heavenly dimension is obsessed with the glory of God. And they're ascribing glory to him. They say glory to God in the highest. In other words, glory be to God. Now, they're not giving him anything that he doesn't already have. But they are offering, that's what worship is, offering back to God what's rightfully his. And so they're, they're offering back to him. And as they do that, Part of their song is one, God is worthy of all glory. 
and they're ascribing glory to him. But because of the glory of God, because God is glorious, because he is full of goodness and compassion and mercy, because of that, the second part of the song makes sense. So the second part of the song is that on earth, they're ascribing or they're wishing or they're blessing peace to those with whom God is pleased. I think in the King James it says, on whom his favor rests. And so the peace of man is directly connected to the glory of God. That God's glory, as he's glorified, I am made peaceful. As he's glorified, I am brought to a place of peace. Glory to God in the highest. And when that happens, when he's glorified, when his goodness and compassion and mercy are elevated, then you see a trickle-down effect to where there is then peace on the earth. And so we have peace with God because of his goodness, compassion, and mercy. And we have a Christmas season because of his goodness, compassion, and mercy. And so we want to recognize that today. We want to celebrate that today by taking communion together. So um, we have some elements right over there. Uh, you can see the juice and then um, the bread. And I just want us to take a moment as we have been doing, been in the practice of doing, but especially in light of the goodness, the compassion and the mercy of God, I want to remember the body and the blood of Jesus because Jesus did, God did come to earth and he clothed himself in human flesh. And this, by the way, was a permanent, it wasn't just putting on a jacket. This was a permanent fusion. Because right now in heaven, there is a man. <laughs> For the first time ever, in that dimension, there is a human. He's got ten fingers and ten toes. And this never happened in, in ever, like in, in eternity past. We're talking <laughs> never-ending nothingness forever there has been god the triune god father the son the holy spirit living in, in 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 beautiful community together with zero bodies no need for bodies there is greater intimacy without bodies it's just spirit form and then god became man in other words he fused himself with flesh it's the hypostatical union where you have the god man or the the greek theanthropos thea theos is god and anthropos is man and jesus is the theanthropos he fused humanity with divinity with himself with his and and he and he clothed himself in flesh yes but a flesh that he does not take off now which is just mind-boggling that he and, and this is what this is what the psalmist means when he said he says what is man that that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you care for him you've made him a little lower than the angels right but you've clothed him with glory and honor how how has he clothed man with glory well he became man and the glory of God now shines and lives and inhabits a human body Therefore, at the name of Jesus, a man, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. That's demonic knees, that's angelic knees, that's every knee. Even those who are created higher than man will now look at the face of a man. Like a, it's got a nose, it's got teeth. <laughs> now to us, it's like, oh yeah, well that's normal. No, you don't understand. Like, 
this is like you becoming an ant, <laughs> right? All the limitations of that, only significantly different, significantly worse. He took on all of these limitations and married man, married flesh. And so as we break the bread and as we drink the juice, we are remembering the fusion of God with man in order that he might save us, in order that he might marry us, in order that he might have communion with us, fellowship with us. He, 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 he just altered his outward state forever. Now his nature is still the same, but he, he's now human and God at the same time. And so, Jesus, we thank you for your body that connects us with you. We thank you that we do not have a high priest who cannot empathize with us. But in every way that we're tempted, you also have been tempted. You became one of us. This Christmas time is a celebration of God becoming one of us taking on our temptations. So any temptation that you have, you can ask him for help. He knows exactly how that feels. You took on our temptations. You took on our limitations. You actually had to travel places. You never had to walk anywhere before, but now you have limitations and you are within time and space. You who inhabit time and space are inside of you. You came into our sphere, became one of us, and you left us this sacrament that we might connect with you and remember your body and your blood, which still is in heaven to this day and is coming back, is returning. We will see those, we will see the one whom we pierced. We will see the holes in his wrists, in his side, and in his feet. And we will worship the lamb that was slain. We will worship the one who gave of himself. And we start that worship right now by humbly taking of the bread and of the juice. Lord, search our hearts. Let us repent of every sin that might be in our life. Let us give it to you. Would you suddenly, Lord, surround us with your glory? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.